Welcome back again to the show made up of friends Every day from 5 to 10, come inside, what a ride Some members of the cast used to smoke a little grass But that was way back in the past, move along with the song Laugh your ass up on the way to work Then you'll hear the greatest hits on earth It's my favorite show, Whisper and Joe Okay, so here we are, and uh, and I'm explaining to Spike and Joe that uh, as a retired guy, I'm overburdened right now. I'm doing fill-ins for a morning show in Worcester, Massachusetts all week, so I'm taping that every single day, plus four podcasts, plus the Saturday show. So yeah, it kind of feels like um, kind of feels like work. <laughs> Couldn't you make more money donating plasma? Oh, and I'm not making any money. That's um, what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I did a band gig last week, which I told you about. And, um, uh, you know, the guy who set it up wanted to give me 50 bucks. And I thought about it. And I had spent two days setting up the mixing console, learning it from YouTube videos, because it's all digital and has to be programmed. So I'd worked about 20 hours there. And then the day of the gig from when I got there early to set up till when I got home was another eight hours. So <laughs> 28 hours and 50 bucks would amount to about a buck 75, buck 75 hour. an hour. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, Before no, the tax man gets you, <laughs> bring it to the food bank. That'll be fine, but it's okay. Uh, it's a joy actually. Uh, probably one of the biggest joys of being retired for me is n- and I don't know, you still have it, Spike, this need for a job and urgency to support your family and provide for them. Uh, and I lived my whole life paranoid about that, always afraid the gig would go away, you know, struggling to satisfy everybody, advertisers, salespeople, listeners, ratings, bosses. And, um, you know, I must say, I hope you get a chance to experience this. But, you know, knowing every day that, and, and, and I'll try to sound humble about it, and maybe I won't pull it off, knowing every day that nothing I do is actually important in the sense that, you know, life depends on it. 
it's good. Well, I think I think you can do you the things you do now are more important than ever because they're the things you're doing because you like them and that are impactful and that are helping your community and stuff. I think what you meant to say is you don't have to worry about where your next meal's coming from or a roof over your head. It's, yes, but it's I've not seen important. I've seen you guys for some thirty odd years now, and you've never had a problem with meals either. No, no, I've yeah. never worried about my, too yeah. long, at least, for In where fact, my next meal is coming. No when, Americans time I wor- worry about meals. Uh, yeah. We're the most overweight country in the world, aren't we? Yeah, well, only if there's like a big power <laughs> outage or a storm and all the yeah. restaurants run out of or power. A, do I worry pandemic about. with tens of millions unemployed. Right. What does it say about our country that we worry world. more about toilet paper than eating? Well, those are sick. Yeah, because problems. you're not going to eat much you if you're not eating. I mean, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm sorry. Uh, it seems like we're looking you know, at Bob, that all, all the things you just said, I, Bob, I, I, <laughs> I've never been more disassociated with something someone has said than I was with what you just said. I bet. Just I bet. a moment ago. Which is why I tried to. I mean, I've, I've, never felt, I've never felt a complete a complete opposite of how you felt than I do right now. Well, and don't get me wrong. We, um, you know, you, you always worried about our jobs, our careers. You took on the weight of all that for us. So when I say I never thought about any of that, I didn't have to because you were. And that's not lost on me. Well, that's very but kind. But I, I never yeah. worried about us. I never worried about us keeping our gig because I knew we were having so much fun and people appreciated what we did oh. to such a degree. I never worried about whether whether the gig was going to dry up and go away. I never I never worried about whether the sponsors were going to be happy because we were a show that wasn't blue. We weren't mean. We weren't, you know, pejorative. We just, we included people in the way we did our show. That's mm. what, one of the things that made our show was that it was the audience was, was and felt like such a part of it. Mm. Well, it worked so out. I never had to worry about those things. It, yeah, yeah, it, it did. worked well, out. For a while it did. Uh, and uh you know and here we are now um so you're you're that guy that jumped off the train just as it was heading toward the the bridge that was out in the old western <laughs> pretty much and you and rolled I, to safety in a little in a daisy patch well i'm the guy that was yeah. that was on the train drinking in the back of the car not realizing we were heading toward a bridge going off yeah i would mention it to you every couple of years but yeah but then then i just ordered another bottle of whatever and we kept going yeah that's true yeah. so uh and and to that effect by the way there's a few good radio shows still on the air and some of them are good friends of ours but uh very few and fewer all the time and uh and you know as an industry uh, i think you have to call podcasting radio uh it it, in fact if um marconi were here today and you showed him this device this smartphone and shows came out of it i don't think there'd be any question in his mind that it was radio i think nikolai tesla would embrace this format 20 years ago easily yeah so it is radio i mean we're still doing radio it's just radio is very very different all right i wanted to tell you guys a quick story and then joe has a ton of stories and a lot of people to thank and I also, because I'm recording that other show, can't go long tonight. Some nights we just go on and on, and it doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, I finally got something that I ordered at the beginning of the pandemic. And when I ordered it, seeing as how we live in an Amazon world, I figured it would be, you know, two to five business days. Well, it didn't come for almost four months and it finally arrived 
What is it that I ordered? Can you guess? Something you have to grow? Did it take that long to, you know, to get it ripe? Is it is it consumable? Not vegetable, no. Hmm. Okay. Is it electric? It's probably else, electronic. Right? Electronics, yes, yes. Okay. Okay. So it was it was delayed because uh, Amazon focused on essentials for people nope. who were relying on them to get their dailies? No, nope, that, that turns out okay, not to was, be the case. It didn't get here because it came from China, and the Tariff King put a kibosh uh, on your could order. Could you say it with the correct pronunciation? Call it Gina. It came from Gina. <laughs> <laughs> so it okay, didn't so take it did you come long. From, come from Gina. It came from Gina. And, and it, Gina. And it's yeah, a computer. It was, everything was delayed from Gina. Um, oh, yeah. Computers are at a premium right now. Well, and my computer that I've been you know, talking to you guys on was way back from 2014. And I spent a lot of my time helping friends like Spike like and me. other people <laughs> with like computers yeah. and help yeah. them buy used computers that are not too old and keep everything up and running. And while all of this was going on, my 2014 computer was getting worse and worse. And it was okay if I was just doing this or email, but anytime I tried to do audio editing and, and such, it was like, it would start and stop like, like a bad Netflix connection. So way back, you know, I think February, towards the end of February, I ordered, and when I buy a computer, I buy a good one and hope it lasts, you know, six or seven years. And when I ordered it, I thought, uh, oh God, all right, as soon as it comes, I got all this work, I got to set it up. Two weeks later, I, I called my rep and I was like, the computer coming? He said, oh, yeah, they got a problem. See, the pandemic has slowed things down. And since you ordered one with extra memory, uh, state-of-the-art i9 processor, eight cores, by the way. And, you know, eight cores is way better than less than eight cores. That's all I know about cores. <laughs> okay. A cores and a computer are like multiple processors almost. So it's just like an wow. uh, integrated circuit had a lot of transistors in it. Are you gene splicing with this thing? Well, but no, no, when your computer's working hard, and again, I'm going to butcher this because I'm not an expert, but some listener will write us a detailed letter about how I didn't get it quite right. Um, most of the computers five, six years old were quad-core processors. So they had four cores that could work on things simultaneously. And then you have RAM, which is used for all the programs that are open all at once, and you need a lot of RAM. And then you have a hard drive, which is where everything is stored. So in this case, you know, the computer I ordered, it's an i9 processor, which all you need to know is that's better than a 7, way better than a 5. <laughs> and some, of, some, some people still have i3s. So I was excited. And, and it comes, and I'm really excited. After three and a half, four months finally and i go to pick up the box and when i pick up the box and i took a picture of this you know when something's imported into this country it has to say what its country of origin is not everything 
Well, because they just passed a law that says they don't have to tell you where your meat is from. Oh, uh, well, meat, maybe not, but electronics, which, which doesn't yeah. seem important at all. You know, where, <laughs> meat? where the hell no, meat's coming from? God forbid, you know, it's, is that the normal shade of gray I'm expecting? It's the, down you know? the hatch. Who cares? <laughs> um, uh, well, at least in my experience, electronics is always that way. That's that's the case. Yes. Yeah. And I bought a piano once in Canada. And when I got to customs to bring it into the U.S., they said, where's it from? I said, well, I got it here in Canada. They went, no, 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 no. And it was a, <laughs> yeah, it was a Yamaha. We don't make, a, we don't make pianos, eh? So no. it was a J- Japanese product. So I was paying to import something from Japan, even though, it, you know. It, so anyway, when I get the box, I'm expecting to see on the label, you know, country of origin was actually what the sticker said. I'm expecting China. to see. Jaina. Jaina. Not. No, it did not say China. It said another country. I'll give you some guesses. USA? Uh, USA is a city. USA is that small town, yeah. Yeah, I think it was in Japan, and they named a city USA, USA, so they could say made in USA. No, it's it's a great old story, but not that. Joe, you want to guess what country uh, was the? I'm gonna. I would say Taiwan, but I don't have any good educated reason to say that, nope. other than the or nor or Korea. There's a ton of uh, electronics that yeah. are made in Korea. Now Korea's keep in mind, I know this computer is manufactured in China because that's where the factories are and that's where the parts are. And plus, I was told that that's what was slowing it down. But when I get the so box, you think it, the computer came from <laughs> China, but the box may have come from somewhere else? Or well, on the box the sticker says "country of origin." I'll give you a couple more guesses. I'll give you. I'll give you. Um, I'll tell you something. All three of us have been to this country together. Uh, oh, Bangladesh. Bangladesh. No. Yeah, yeah. Because what? Well, really? Because that their their textile and pharmaceuticals, yeah. the world's. A bed for textiles. Well, not and snorting this computer. I'm uh, connecting okay. to the internet. <laughs> well, come on. Nobody okay. snorts pharmaceuticals. Yeah. at least on purpose. Okay. Um, okay, I Mexico. Can't... We've been to Mexico, Joe. I can't think of any countries we. Well, Canada is. Is it Canada? We've been to Canada. It's not Canada. We've been to this country together. Oh, Brazil. Brazil. We've been to Brazil together. By the way, I, I knew this would be a fun story <laughs> because aren't we reminiscing that we've traveled the whole oh, freaking God. world together? We have. Well, I didn't go to Brazil with you guys. I, I know that. I'm trying to think. I'm out of country. Oh, that's right. That, that, you weren't on that boat. That, that we've all three been to. Um, Spike and I went to Norway. You did not. Um, oh, Lily Hammer. Let's. Yeah, I'm trying Gambia? to think of any other than the USA. Is it the USA? I mean, it's we've not been the to USA. No, <laughs> that was okay. a secret answer. What is your favorite country that we've been to? Just as an aside. Oh, Ireland. Yep, we've been to Ireland. Ireland. That's go. where it came from. No kidding. So it said, "Country of origin, Ireland." Do you know why an Apple computer would say the country of origin is Ireland? Because even the Irish will work for less than the Chinese. We're desperate. It was not made in Ireland. Oh, interesting. Was it assembled Um, there or boxed there? I'd like to know, but what I actually know is that Ireland makes deals with multinational companies to locate their corporate headquarters there. Oh, yeah, along the River Liffey down between between Dublin and the Bay. A maximum of 2% corporate income tax. 
Remember when we walked down the uh, down the uh, the banks of the Liffey River? Yep. And the, and as you left Old Town Dublin, which was built like you know four hundred years ago, and then as you walk toward the bay heading east, it's just this monstrous glass towers on both sides of the river. Mm-hmm. Those are the corporate headquarters. Banking started. They called the Celtic Tiger. Yes. That's how they re- revamped the Irish economy was by inviting corporates, like you said, yeah. to have little tax havens. And since they know that these corporations are using them as a tax shelter uh, they know that they're not going to need a lot of services they're not going to have a whole lot of you know low-paid employees that need health care not like amazon of course right and um they don't actually care where the computer was made and apple does not care about america because they just want to sell us stuff in fact the whole world wants to sell us stuff and pay as little in taxes as possible. So when I saw that, I was I was a little ticked off for a second because it reminded me that Apple dodges taxes. Of course, I'm buying an Apple computer, so I'm not voting with my wallet. And then I thought about the poor China situation, and I wondered what you guys are wondering. So did they make it in China? I'm trying to see why it took so long. Did they make it in China? Did they ship it to Ireland where someone could buy take a magic marker and put a check on that sticker that says product of Ireland. Hmm. They may have manufacturing in Ireland. I know Microsoft, some of the earliest, when they went multinational, uh, Ireland was like the first stop. That was one of the first places Microsoft set up a factory. So it's, it's not all just for tax reasons. There is some tech manufacturing in ireland oh so you think maybe i was lied to and it didn't come from china well i don't know i mean they they could easily it's just like a a boeing aircraft you're taking a lot of parts you know from china but you're you're assembling it here or somewhere else i mean so there every piece of that could have been made in china but there could have been a leprechauns putting it together guess what it was leprechauns um because i (laughs) I I just googled it on your magic tree in limerick (laughs) and there's a story from june 1st 2015 inside apple's secretive imac plant in ireland apple's holly hill cork factory is the only directly apple run manufacturing facility in the world cork huh the company operates a four thousand person factory in cork ireland that builds imacs and it's the only apple owned manufacturing facility in the world joe and i've been to cork i'm looking at the pictures of the factory Wow. So my computer well, was made in Ireland. you never will believe yeah. where yeah. those Apple IMAX come from. The big little elves <laughs> and a hollow tree. So it must be that there was parts that were coming from China, as you were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Processor. When Microsoft, when Microsoft was getting into the, you know, when software was not just something you could download with a license, when you had to physically put it in a box and ship it out, one of their first manufacturing and distribution plants was in Ireland. Mm-hmm. That that was one of their first overseas stops. And I think you're right. It's because of uh, good tax advantages and, and a uh, workforce that is, you know, reasonably dependable as long as you let them get to the pub on Friday. Actually, and, and probably- I, I'm reading this article, Joe, because you're close. But let me tell you what it's saying. Way back in 2014, a probe was launched by the European Commission to see if Apple 
was essentially, um, you know, dodging the correct taxes uh, and lower corporate tax rates meant that Apple was getting aid from Ireland. And it looks like Apple built this factory so they could squash that investigation. So they can say, look, we're actually doing some work here. We made a couple iMacs here. One of them went to Vermont. (laughs) <laughs> and that guy will talk about it yeah <laughs> they apparently don't work as fast as the the chinese batch batch or at least it took a while well i i think still think the parks had to come from china but i also think apple is a greedy tax evading multinational that does nothing to benefit local people and that's the way apple is and i um, you know what can i do about it i certainly can't buy a different kind of computer I wouldn't return it. It's going to be a while to get you another one, that's for sure. <laughs> but that is, that is strange. Huh. And now, uh, you know, I won't stay on computers that long because you'd probably rather hear me talk about my garden. But uh, Apple is changing all of their computers starting in the next year or two, and they're building all their own chips, and no longer will they be using IBM chips. I did hear that. Yeah. And if that See, means I chips, if that I means chips, I definitely go to I go to Mexico for my chips. Yes, yes, yes. If you that know, means absolutely. that the um, Apple desktops are going to start up as fast as an iPad and an iPhone, I think that's going to be a game changer. But I couldn't wait. Hmm. I wonder why uh, you guys didn't think of Ireland. You thought of all the poor humanitarian aid countries we went to first, but not Ireland. Well, when you think cheaply, I mean, when I think computers. Yeah, I think you know assembling cheap labor, you know, and I think I, I didn't think corporate headquarters or tax dodging is the reason mm-hmm. for being a country of origin. Yeah, now all these big, huge corporations, I, and I'm not anti-big corporation. I, I mean, I love the savings, low prices every day, stuff gets to you fast, and you know, it's made by the modern-day equivalent of slaves, but they're not here in our country, so. Who cares about them, right? Well, and we learned this too that some of those people who we pity because they're making only two bucks a day, it's the first time they've made over two bucks a month. Yeah, and they're very happy. That's right. They yeah, should, they they should they, be thrilled with a bowl of gruel and some fresh papaya. Absolutely. Well, our our country is no saints on that. We're not paying you know premium wages to everybody, and we have our own built-in you know. Uh, little slave factories called prisons where we have all kinds of people doing all kinds of work for practically nothing oh do they really work for free in prison oh yeah well they don't work for free but they work for way less than yeah you know if you they'll pay you two dollars an hour and then they will charge you uh ten dollars for a 10 minute phone call so if you want to talk to your family you go you work for you know five hours and then you get uh, make enough to go say hi to your wife for 10 minutes it's a a pretty serious racket we got going here Mm. but i don't feel bad about that because those are criminals who um you know are being punished do you think criminals should be punished? 
I think the ones that did something should be punished, but there's a lot of people that are in there for a lot longer than they should have been for not doing very much. Oh. Uh, when, well, when not we had Mandi- can be a friend of the president and get pardoned, Joe. Come yeah. on, let's well, get Well, yeah, and this goes back so many. Yeah. Well, this goes back many presidents. When we started know, mandatory minimum sentencing and we started the three strikes you're out business, mm-hmm. you got a guy that is doing petty crime. If he gets caught three times, he goes to prison for life. So right. you've got people who went in at 20 years old 30 40 years ago that are still in prison uh and and i'm not making excuses saying we should be freeing everybody although that is the trend that they announced yesterday they're don't have in they intend to close the king county jail and not replace it their plan is just to have less people go to jail they're going to make uh uh, they figured to, since it's worse on the outside than the inside. So you think we have too many enough. people in prison? I think you're probably right. 28 states have some form of three strikes law. A uh, person accused under such laws is referred to in a few states as a persistent offender. But uh, I did double check this on you. Only crimes at the felony level qualify as three strikes crimes. Yeah, and that's what I said. But a felony is, I mean, believe me, it's not good. But if you uh, if you are, you know, it, say you're breaking into houses, those kind right. of things are felonies. So, so if you're stealing out of desperation, and I'm not one to excuse that kind of behavior, but you've got a guy who made a stupid decision three times in a row, it costs you your life. Right. Is what it comes down to. Right. Uh, but steal is all stealing a felony or is it? I think a felony is something more than a thousand dollars, right? Yeah, over a threshold. Yeah. Really so if you steal three cars, that's two more than you needed. Yeah, but is three car thieving enough to be losing your. I mean, <laughs> when somebody murders somebody, they can be out in seven years. Nah, I, I, you know? I hear you. Uh, um, three strikes and you're out. I would think a sports fan like you, Joe, I think you would like this. Huh? <laughs> Well, yeah, but see, in football, fours, and you, you just get to punt. Let's yeah. punt the guy. Let's not, you know. And see, what happened is they made it. They gave financial incentive. Prisons became, uh, prisoners became worth money because they worked, oh, and, you know. Okay. And, and the prison complex went private. And that's kind of, you know, what yeah. they've talked about doing yeah. with schools. It's like, take the government out of prisons and let it become a private industry. And that's how these people figure out how to make money. Well, uh, and off of that and here's where you have a great point private industries are motivated because of capitalism and i I love capitalism in in proper balance but they're motivated what to get smaller no they're motivated to grow and get bigger so healthcare, uh, for example um doesn't want us to be much much healthier and need less health care because that would be bad for business um, and so I guess the same thing with prisons, yeah. And we have more people incarcerated than pretty much any country in the world. I mean, it's mm. uh, and and the by far it's uh, people of color and Hispanic people way disproportionate. Uh, yes, you know because of the they basically it, it our legal system and I'm Sean I'm sure would would agree on this. It's it's. It's not meant. It's not set up basically to always bring justice as much as it's set up to have winners and losers. And uh, if you've got Russell Wilson on your team, you're probably going to win whether you did it or not. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's uh, why a lot of uh, people. Uh, 
uh, get away with things that probably shouldn't be and why a lot of people go to jail that probably shouldn't be because they're defended by somebody that is overworked. They're one of 30 people they have to deal with as a public defender. And then a, another a good prosecutor comes in and, and he's not prosecuting because you're guilty. He's prosecuting because that's his job. Yeah. Uh, you well, know, there's I'm, never a prosecutor that goes, uh, let him off. I really think he's innocent. You know, I mean, that's not the mm. prosecutor's He's a job. white swimmer going to college, and this will ruin his life. Let's mm. let that kid go home. So, uh, by by the way, Joe, I'm surprised how passionate you are and how much you know about this. You got some friends on the inside? <laughs> uh, well, it's... I don't I don't all? have um, I don't at I, the moment, I, but I have some enemies on the inside oh, uh, that yeah. I hope stay there for a long time. I uh, I do um, I'm working on a project where some uh, not my students but other students that have people on the inside, and we want to do some podcasts to bring some of these stories out. Wow! But I'll tell you right now what I am sick of, and I will throw in prison uh, immediately is whoever keeps shooting people around here and everywhere. We got way too much shooting going on. Oh, they're shooting uh, in Seattle? Really? Every, every night. And I'm not talking one. I think we had four last night. Um, wow. Uh, we've had a Bothell police officer shot and killed uh, by another police officer caught in a crossfire, but that's irrelevant. We There's not a night that goes by that somebody doesn't get uh, murdered around here, and usually it's two or three, and sometimes even four. And it's been going that way pretty much all summer and, mm-hmm. and that's small potatoes compared to a, a, a city like chicago where 15 people got shot at once this week and yeah. and that's regular so uh that that is starting to annoy me more than this virus is is all this shooting that's going on mm-hmm. and and i know the president is rolling out some uh, troops and not everybody's happy about that but if you're gonna if you're gonna send in uh government uh a government law enforcement to go after the people that keep shooting each other i think that might be just fine we got to do something yeah. about this shouldn't this they wear uh some sort of uniform and a badge and id and a number and tells uh, you what they yeah. are yeah yeah oh i think the yeah, yeah the, the 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 shooters are the law enforcement it'd make it really easy if the shooters would do that yeah, you, i would love that you were swerving a bit to the right there joe and it didn't sound like you but that's okay all well, right. it's yeah, it's, it's bad stuff that's happening. I'm, right I'm now. reading about it. Detectives investigating another shooting in the Puget Sound. A trend of gun violence in the area. A man was dropped off at Swedish with a gunshot wound. This is happening every night, huh? Do you think every it's- night? And and this isn't like downtown Seattle. I mean, sometimes it is, but this is Bothell. This is Renton. This yeah. is Kent. This is Bellevue. This is Issaquah. This is happening. Uh, it used to be kind of exclusive to one side of the lake, but now it's happening all over the region. Is it and drugs? happening? I, I think it is. I think yeah. it's. I think it's a few things. I think it's kids that have had too much time on their hands for too long. They Having them out of school all those extra months, and and now it's people without any real, you know, it's hard to plan for the future for even people, regular people, when you get kids that don't think they have a future anyway, and then you take away whatever it was they did have. uh, I think that's part of it is... uh, uh, but it's it's not just happening in our area. It's happening all over the country. And I don't think it has much to do with any protesting. I don't think it has much to do with any politics. I think it has to do with people feeling desperate, uh, people having time on their hands, yeah. it being hot, and, uh, well, and, and a lot of violence. I think you have it right. The coronavirus 
uh, is having an effect on crime everywhere. Um, in uh, in our part of New England, they do say that uh, opiate overdoses are up. I don't know if that's also happening in Seattle, but uh, you know, what else is there to do when you're unemployed and you know you get an extra six hundred bucks from the government? You <laughs> right. You could buy and that could, some of that money. Yeah. yeah. And that could end this week, which I'm afraid is going to make you know people even more desperate. We may be only seeing the tip of the of the crime iceberg because yeah. uh that could go away uh, at the end of the month and uh that will make uh, you know even more so that people will out of out of desperation start committing crime. How many uh strikes should there be? Is it six strikes you're out? Well, it depends on what size strikes, I guess. I mean, if, yeah, yeah, it's. I, I think you got to take away those. T- you got to take away the limiting of judges. Oh, I wasn't talking. About, I judgment. wasn't talking about crime. I was figuring we oh. should we should make baseball more interesting to watch. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, and that's coming. And we are changing some rules in yes. baseball. It's it's coming uh, starting Friday. For the I knew you'd I knew you'd like that. So if we went to six strikes in baseball, then we'd have an excuse oh, to do it with God. the crime laws. There'd be less oh. people in prison, and with six strikes, you're going to see more people on base and higher scores and hitting. What's wrong with it? Well, you're going to wear pictures baseball out. games. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they, uh, the, what, the whole what, point what is you mean you're going to have more opportunity for more pitchers to come up through the system. Absolutely. Yeah, 53 man roster in baseball as well. It'd be great. I the whole it, plan yeah. on baseball is to speed things up. Now, I believe it's a pitcher has to face a minimum of three batters uh, before you can pull him. You can't do this yeah. situational. Yeah. I like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I, I oh, like that. That's, terrib- that's a terrible rule. No. Come on, man. That, man that, that, that takes away the skill and experience of a great manager. That, I mean, that, that eliminates a key part of what is baseball, is strategy. No, it just makes it a little harder. It makes it a little bit more of a chess game. But again, I'm, I'm telling you, six strikes solves everything. Not just <laughs> for going, criminals. They're six, going six, six yeah. pitchers, uh, six pitcher rotation this right. year instead of five. So, so if you have six strikes in baseball, and uh, what would I do? I would, I would increase the number of balls, too. At a time per play, per yeah, you mean like two uh, or three at once. Well, or like a pinball machine. Maybe, maybe you keep it at four <laughs> balls, walks them. But the pitchers then, oh, okay. you know, the pitchers that make a pitcher's life really hard, right? Yeah, and you're playing cricket at that point. I mean, you could have games <laughs> going for days and days. <laughs> Oh, let's be score scoring. 445 to right. 212. Let's, all, let's just do three innings, six strikes. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you. Um, I, uh, I'm looking forward to baseball starting because I enjoy watching it on TV at home. And now I won't feel like I, you know, like I should have been at the stadium because no one's at the stadium except for cardboard cutouts. I was wondering, should we do that? The uh, for thirty bucks each, we can be at the stadium every day. Yeah, and uh, yeah. you could be uh, at least at the T-Mobile Park for the Mariners. Is that what they're uh, charging? Thir- yeah, yep. thirty bucks a cutout, and all the money goes to COVID relief. Mm-hmm. And if you send them in together, then you will be seated together. Like if you and your dog want to sit next oh. to each other, you you send those in, and the three for sixty bucks. This. 
yeah, if the th- three of us did it, if we did Bob, Spike, and Joe, it'd be 90 bucks, and we would sit together. Uh, if Would we ever be shown? I don't know. Where would we see- sit? Uh, they won't promise you, like, a prime seat behind home or anything. Right. Well, I'll tell you but, what. But, it's a good deal because the Boston Red Sox are doing the same thing. Uh, they're selling seats for $500 donations. And if your uh, cardboard cutout gets hit by a foul ball or a home run, actually it would be a home right. run because it's in the green monster, uh, then you would win a whole bunch of prizes. Wow. Well, the Tigers are doing it. So if you any, any cutout in the park that gets hit by a foul ball, they'll mail you the foul ball. Wow. Oh, yeah, they will do that too. That's part of yeah. their deal. Yeah. But it's only 50 bucks or 30 bucks in Seattle? 30 bucks but they're not promising you anything there's no you're not even getting your cut out at the end and they're not telling you where you're going to sit there's no prizes but what they will promise you is but they're going to take your picture and make a cutout you take your own picture right yep and there's directions Uh, make sure your face has got good lighting no hand gestures of further than your body like if you if you want to give a if you want to give a thumbs up that's fine but give it close to the chest don't be raising it above your head or anything and they're gonna actually it does it just doesn't sound like very wise because who's gonna pay for the construction of the cardboard cutouts and all that it's gonna cost money yeah, it's, it doesn't seem like a huge profit is built in, but it's uh, all the money will go to a nonprofit organization supporting COVID relief in in the community here. And oh, if your cutout catches a foul ball, they will mail you the baseball. All right, so they're That's doing right. that too. So everybody's doing some version of this, uh, which I think is nice. I mean, it's nice. Yeah, I I, I do think that um, all these sports teams are missing a huge opportunity. Uh, and I think that uh, with Zoom or any one of the competitors to Zoom, they could literally have you on your cell phone in your living room watching the game and also on a video thing that they could uh, add them all up and record the crowd. In other words, you could whoop and holler in your room and they could record that sound from all the fans all over and Actually, instead of fake applause and fake uh, cheering, they could get the real thing. That would so, not be hard. That would not be hard at all. I think you're right. What, yeah, get one of your students on it. Have one of your students heckle? get some could venture capital. Could I heckle my seat for yeah. additional money? Could I like, hey, what? Rob, you're blind. Where's your dog? Yeah. Well, this would be as easy as just thinking of this technically, like what we used to record here, cleanfeed.net. Say you had a... Uh, you had clean feed going in live to the stadium and you had everybody on like a 300 person zoom call or whatever. And then they could just open, it would probably 50,000 person call. Yeah. As many. Well, I don't think there's 50,000 people in the world that are going to sit and watch a Mariner game unless it's the world series. But, but Uh, are you serious? I think they have that. What do they sell? 10 or 12 or 20? What do they sell? 20, 30,000 seats on a typical game? Yeah, it depends, but generally uh, 25 would have been a, a really strong okay. average the but, last few and years. And then what's the size of their TV audience? It's got to be multiples of that. It is millions. Yeah, yeah, that's true, because they Japan have millions and, of people and listening. Yeah. Uh, Venezuela, there's a lot of people around yeah. the world that do like the Mariners. No, it, and, and technically, your phone is a pretty high-quality microphone. All they need to do is create an app 
that puts you in the game audio-wise. It's it's so dumb, simple. I can't believe Seattle hasn't thought of it first because don't you have to strap a phone to every chair then to make that happen. Well, just one in your in your living room will catch. I mean, but, yeah. But what, what happens to the, to project your sound into the stadium? Doesn't oh, every chair no, 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 have no. to have a speaker. It, it goes over the internet into a multi-track, you know, recorder that projects it with speakers. Uh, in fact, it doesn't even have to go in the stadium. It just has to go back out on your TV so that you can hear everybody else react and you're a part of it. It's like. It makes you feel like you're at the game because we're all in this together and we're all being heard. There definitely needs to be a heckler app where you can, yeah. you know, at a prime time, well, say something perfect. For and the like occasion. the gaming industry, they could um, they could sell you priority for heckling. They could mm-hmm. you could like say I'm for five hundred bucks I'm willing to throw something on the field. Will you let me do that? <laughs> yeah. throw it on the field. You, you, you've you. got a choice of heckles on your phone every time. I, yeah. For thirty nine cents, I'll go. Yeah. But my wife plays this game where the game is free, but if you want extra, you know, extra cheats or extra yeah, premium th- things, then you then you buy them, and they could do the same thing. There's so much money to be made, and so much taking advantage of how connected everybody's gotten used to feeling with social media. And these old sports like baseball, you know, they're dying on the vine anyway. I mean, you know, they got a stadium that holds, what, 60,000 people and they can put 25 in it. Yeah, they want to get young people people involved in baseball. There's no question. If you want to get them involved, have them multitasking, doing eight things at the same time that they're at the game. And make it easy, you know, make it uh, if, uh, like after the coronavirus is over, put a massively awesome connection. You know how the uh, the connection, uh, like your internet connection on your cell phone in a stadium packed with people is always terrible? Mm-hmm. Yes. Even though now it's T-Mobile field, so I'm excited to Hopefully uh, be better. see if it gets a little better. But, you know, play to what, play to the way people live today. Short attention span. And maybe I'll it should be, maybe by the way you're right Joe maybe it should be one strike and you're out That would make it a quick quick game you 45 minute game <laughs> yeah <laughs> Speaking of that that technology and on demand stuff I'll I'll tell you I don't this is probably not super new technology but pretty new to me in the last year I've been using is uh, the jukebox has come a long way. I know you don't hang out at juke joints much, Bob, but have no. you been to a, a tavern or, or a restaurant or anywhere with a jukebox lately? Those places are disease-infested COVID scum places. <laughs> I don't go to yeah. those places. Well, and, and even before that, I mean, so last year, this is when I yeah. first started discovering this. But, you know, they had the jukebox where you had the 45s and, and everything. Then they had it where you could actually play off CDs. Then they had it where you could go online and play just about any song on the planet and now what they have is an app that will let you override whatever is going for a price so if you're sitting in a place and you've heard three songs you hate that's right it's like i want a 20 minute almond brothers song and i want it now and i want every person in the bar to hear it and i'm willing to pay five bucks to make that happen that's right and you can go on there and this oh, I think that's good. What if you and your sweetie are there and you put a, you put her song on and some clam dip three booths over is going to pay money for your, your sweetheart not to hear your song? Well, Bar that, fights that's a plenty, what, man. 
well, the thing is, they will promise you you're up next, or if for a little less, it's like you're going to be in the next three songs, or for even less, it's like we're going to get it on eventually when this dude's done yeah, playing. You could basically music. cut in front of line. They should do that can, at the ferry lines too. You should, yeah, for a and, and, certain amount of money, you should be able to drive right on and, and flip and everybody that hap- off on your way. Yeah, if that happens, Spike, see, then you're just getting a little bit of a war. I mean, that guy's jumping on you. You're jumping on him. The bar's making a lot of money. The yep. jukebox guy's making a lot of money. It gets tweeted. I, it gets Instagrammed. It gets TikToked. Everybody wins. <laughs> I think it's a good, and a I never good innovation. Go yeah. <laughs> all right, that's all good. Let's look at some of the stuff you sent, Joe, uh, although we covered a few of them already. Um, wow, a lot of a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Seattle and several other school districts are going to start the school year with remote learning. That's decided 100% now, right? Yeah, that'll be announced uh, as we speak. It'll probably be common knowledge to everybody tomorrow. But most of the Puget Sound districts made it official today. We're going 100% uh, uh, starting at home, and there's really no other way to do it. And the other big thing they decided for the whole state was all the uh, most of the fall team sports, football, soccer, all that stuff, is going to move to spring. So they're going to still take a they're crack hoping, at having yeah, yeah. high school football, but it won't be in. There yeah. will be no Friday night lights in the fall, probably for the first time. So in, the president was right. We'll be back to normal in Easter. Yeah, maybe maybe by Easter twenty Easter twenty two maybe Easter Sunday. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love it. Uh, let's see. Did you see uh, President Trump yesterday and today by any chance? Do his, I didn't watch tonight. I watched the very uh, kind of you know very basic him up on the podium. No Dr. Fauci. No Dr. Burks. The first night. Yeah, um, I don't even know as he did it again tonight. Did he do another coronavirus briefing? Yeah, he did. I watched it. It was pretty brief, actually, and uh, ended pretty abruptly. Um, uh, the last thing he said, I think, was, I've done more for black people than any president except Abraham Lincoln. Thank you. Good night. And he walked away. So, <laughs> I love it. And I'm not I'm uh, not embellishing. I think those words. you got to play his greatest words. hits. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, yeah. That'd be like you know, Leonard Skinner a, doing Freebird at the end of the there's show. There's an element Absolutely. of truth to that. You know that? There really is. Is? I mean... I mean because Godzilla did more for Tokyo than any monster ever. The whole new beautiful skyline was all thanks to uh, Godzilla. That's a good way to look at it. So right. Trump really has, the way he's brought attention to the problem really is a benefit. All right. I'm, they, I'm, I'm reading they, that. They did the, ask him quickly. They said, you know, uh, where's your people? Is uh, Dr. Fauci ever going to join you? Oh, I talked to him today. And then he said, and Dr. Burks, she's back there somewhere. She's, uh, you know, she's, she's yeah. back in that other room. So they're not far away. So when he figures out that he's going to get really low ratings without them, he'll bring them back out. Yeah, it's it's you, all you know. It's all. <laughs> it's not policy driven. It's it's, it's uh, election Absolutely. driven. Yeah, I you know I really like stand, the, You know why I, they're not standing behind him, right? No, because he doesn't. He, nobody wants their expressions when he says the crap he says. Oh well, no yeah. more face plants. Yeah, but yeah. I, I mean that's part of the fun is uh, all the for us. all the incorrect <laughs> statements. No, I think even for his fans, I think it's a, it's a blast. Um, (laughs) so, uh, let's see, what did he say? There were a bunch of fact corrections. He said, governors have everything they need and the administration has zero unfulfilled requests. Um, (laughs) (laughs) not even going to take, that's like paragraphs of why that was wrong. Uh, Trump said he's been seen wearing a mask a number of times 
and he <clears throat> held it in his hand but didn't put it on. <laughs> like right now would be good, sir. Yeah. No, not really. Not when he's up there. Um, You're in a closed room with a ventilation system. Yeah. Dude. But the fact <laughs> well, I'm that, happy he's coming around. Yeah, that. I, me I mean, too. It, it, you know, whatever it takes. Because Absolutely. there's no good, question. Good that, for you, Joe. He's only yeah. been seen wearing a mask once in public, fact checkers say. So not many of times. Oh, we. I, I, just, got a, I just had a tune idea, Bob. What? <laughs> Turn on your gas light. <laughs> Help him lie wherever he goes. It's funny. Gaslighting is a phrase. I never knew what it meant. And I still sort of don't remember, but then I have to look it up. And it's basically you say stuff that's wrong so much that you indoctrinate someone into believing it. Right? Yeah, there was an old old classic Hollywood movie called Gaslight. Okay. Um, and it's about a guy who was trying to rewrite a woman's memory of, right, of their right. relationship and what and that's yeah you you say something wrong so often yeah. that they start to even deny their own memory or reality absolutely uh the claim that the united states has done much better than most countries uh not true we have the worst documented coronavirus outbreak uh reporting more than fifty thousand new cases a day nearly 145 cumulative deaths uh and, and uh, truthfully when you go to per capita we are not the worst country in the developed world, but we're pretty close to it. Um, Germany and Japan are reporting only hundreds of new cases a day, not tens of thousands, and they're pretty big countries. Uh, new Zealand has had a perfectly successful reopening, and uh, they did the contact tracing and lots of testing. So you really don't want to be comparing us but it's it's so hard apples to oranges because you have to go by population per capita but the united states sucks let's just face it we're a shithole country uh when it comes to that <laughs> that's my one and shot we just got we <laughs> got banned we talked about places you could uh uh go as a tourist as of today no more jamaica we're banned from jamaica we're banned now, from so. jamaica yeah, so yeah, that'll tell you something. They, they don't. Your yeah. trip to North Korea is still on, though. Duh. You're fine there. Um, also, he says Obama left very, very empty cupboards, like Obama should have told him where all the face masks and coronavirus tests were. Um, so that's a big difference from inheriting very, very empty cupboards, he said, after his claim that uh, everything governors need, they get. Uh, it was Trump in 2018 who disbanded the Obama administration's National Security Council Directorate for Global Health and Security That's and Biodefense, right. which, of course, is in charge of yeah. pandemics. But uh, Nobody knew it was coming. Nobody knew that this thing yeah, could come. Nobody knew. So, yeah, you guys must be happy because I know you're always Democrats, uh, and I'm kind of on the fence uh, a lot of the time. But, boy, the polls couldn't look better as far as, uh, you know, you, not getting this president reelected. So does that make you, you know guys what? happy? Joe, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm not happy. It, be, be, being, being right about this sucks. You know, I, I, you know, my kid can't go to her classroom this fall. I can't get a job right now. And these right, are direct right. results of how badly this went. There's no joy in, you know, there's no schadenfreude in, in, in watching him burn up like a Viking funeral. That's that totally shoots down Tucker Carlson's theory, though, that you want America to suck so you can get rid of Trump. Do you realize that? Well, any, anything I can do to make Tucker Carlson stupider, I'm happy to help. So, uh, boy, what a weird guy he is. Um, 
and he, he's scary he's, he's a, a he's little scary, bit scary to me powerfully but scary i have a bunch of friends who are huge fans of his that's what i'm saying and he's, you know, he's powerful um he is powerful uh he the other night he was talking about how the new york times was going to dox him which is publicizing someone's address so they'll be harassed mm-hmm. and apparently that's happened to him once before when he lived in washington dc are you familiar with the story joe Mm-mm. Yeah, he was in Washington, D.C., and at some point, uh, someone, and I don't know whether it happened online, I'm pretty sure it wasn't the New York Times, but it happened, and his wife was freaking out because the protesters were outside the house, and they were banging on the door saying, we know where you live, we know where you sleep, and everybody, all sides of the aisle, conservative, liberal, all condemned this act. So... Um, and there's a bunch of stuff going on at Fox right now, and I don't claim to make sense of it, and I, I'll wait and see what happens, but there's a bunch of uh, accusations of sexual harassment or impropriety or whatever, Right. and uh, I guess some of them involve Hannity and Tucker, but it's some other dude... Who's it was a, a writer for Tucker Carlson. Yeah, well, no, that guy was that guy was whacked out for some of his incendiary posts. That guy is gone. But he was he wrote for, when Tucker Carlson runs that. I forget which news website it is. Oh, he Tucker has Carlson his own. Owns. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and that's the guy who got whacked for inappropriate. Well, on one of Fox's, uh, it's not Hannity or Tucker Carlson, but uh, the, I know which one you're talking about. And he was accused of, of rape. So, and then yes, in the oh, same, Ed Henry is his name. I got it right. Yeah, there. and in the same uh, the same lady, there's two ladies, and one right. is accusing him of rape, and then accusing uh, Tucker Carlson and, and Sean uh, Hannity of harassment of, of in a, being inappropriate, yeah. but uh, you know, not of uh, well, like uh, criminal. And, and by the way, I don't wish anything bad on anybody who didn't do anything. Uh, of course, uh, and this could be, you know, it, it, it's odd, um, but we'll see what happens. I mean, how many people are gone from Fox because of this very thing? Roger Ailes, of course, he croaked, but he was fired. Uh, Bill yeah. O'Reilly fired. Yeah. And I think there's one or two others. And, you know, a bunch of the high-profile women have, have come out and said it. So, uh, anyway, that's a big deal. But they say he was trying to divert attention from this when he th- said that the New York Times was about to publish his address and ask people to harass him. So he does this really, you know, look into the camera. You can't do this to me, New York Times. You know, we can do it to you. We could tell you where those reporters live. We could get your reporters back. And he doesn't do it himself, but fans of Fox News dox the reporters. And and so, ironically, he does what he accused the New York Times of doing. And the New York Times said, we were never going to do that. And if you're if you're uh, you know like Tucker Carlson or Sean Hannity or even Rachel Maddow or anybody who does pretty much by definition a volatile 
political show that is going to get some people worked up. I always have advised to own real estate when you can, if you have the funds. But in that case, maybe it's better to rent. Maybe you don't <laughs> want to. You should rent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, you don't want to tie yourself down to yeah. one spot. I don't agree with you. I think every American has a right to be feel safe in their own home. And, um, and I think actually this talk about three strikes you're out. I think this kind of crime ought to be treated. It's terrorism. It ought to be. And, and I don't care if it's Hannity or Carlson or whoever it is. Um, it, it ought to be um, severely, um, you know, punished. And it ought to be it ought to be huge deterrence to doing that. How about if it's done by other politicians? Here in Washington, in Seattle, uh, one of our Seattle City Council people went and got a bunch of protesters and said, come on, I know where the mayor lives. We're going to her house right yeah. now. And yeah, she I saw that. a bunch yeah. of them bunch of them over there and yeah. i think that's kind of crossing the line i, no I think so too and i don't care who it is i don't care which side of the aisle it does not matter it's just uh that's just not how a civilized society behaves all right we're about out of time and i apologize because i'm going to re- go record another show uh but uh before we go let's little- just put this on the air in that little town of, in vermont bob what's that just give them this. Give them this last 45 minutes. Oh. There's your morning show. <laughs> oh, well, a lot of them listen. I promote our podcast. I promote everything I do everywhere I go. So we have listeners in Massachusetts, and I'm selling maple syrup in Massachusetts. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, there's a whole bunch of uh, people who, you know, it's a smaller crowd, but a bunch of people who knew the Bob and Zip show who are uh, now listening to Bob, Spike, and Joe, and way more. Bob, Spike, and Joe fans who are like, well, we only do two a week, and sometimes they listen to the other show, so it's good. Um, okay, let's look at uh, let's look at your stuff here, Joe. Uh, a bunch of listener feedback. A patron named Catherine Anderson signed up as a stable genius, which is the thirty dollar a month option, and somehow didn't get an invite to the Zoom call. So we have to do a make good on her. Oh, she said she she checked and she saw that the membership is gone. I think I remembered her because I'll get little dings when these things get signed up for. And, you know, when I see someone commit to that stable genius level, I always like, I hope they're sober when they're doing it and they're not making a terrible mistake. And then it got canceled. I saw that it got canceled. So, uh I got to write back to her. You didn't say anything. Yeah. Well, I did write back to her and I said I'd pass it on to you because you're kind of the ultimate uh, one who set it up. But it looks like she subscribed to Bob and Zip, which is great. Uh, And then she also subscribed to ours. And I think it went to her Bob and Zip account because she'd already established one. So Uh there's a there's a lot of Patreon and we got to figure out. And that's where I'm going to push back to where we need some producers to do this stuff for you. So Uh we don't have to. Well, you could pay them whatever you want to pay them. And I'm going to go with whoever you hire. Well, I'll give them twenty five percent of what we're getting, which is nothing so far. So yeah. I think it's that's what I would do if right. uh, if I were me, and I am. I think we it's time. Are to you? <laughs> if yes. you were you, that's, that's a yes. bold I statement, Joe. Yeah. I, I think it's time to spread the wealth uh, or lack of wealth. Get some more help. Spread the lack of wealth. Preserve our right to be lazy. That's our freedom exactly. of speech. Okay, I'm sitting here listening to Spike describe his mild heart attack as I extinguish my cigarette. I've been thinking of quitting. I'm thinking much harder now. 
I'll be 50 in September. My son is 21. I want to see my grandkids. Love you, Spike, and all the guys. Thanks for the conversation, Deanna. Yes, be safe, Deanna. Scott Adams says, what kind of piano? And I sent him a, a picture. It's okay. a, uh, it's a, uh, it is a Korean piano. It's with an American name, though, Kohler and Campbell. Okay. Uh, it's a good piano. It's a grand is, piano. Is that Scott Adams, our sax player from Spike? Yes, it is. It is. Yes, okay. it is. He might buy the I piano. It would look beautiful. It, yeah. Well, it looked nice in his house. No, it would look perfect in his house. You're such a salesman. Yeah. All right. Uh, just listen to your show today, guys. Thanks so much for the time and exposure regarding the climate crisis. That was Bernard Seeger. We don't have time to get much into it. But he's passionate about climate change, and we did talk about that. If you'd like us to talk about any topic, just email us, right? You bet. Sure. Bob, Spike, and Joe at gmail.com. Right. Real simple. Bob, Spike, and Joe. Everywhere you go, you can't escape the trio. All right, here's today's Dear Flabby letter, and it's about a Blackberry, so of course this was rushed to me. Uh, Dear Flabby, my boyfriend is constantly typing away on his Blackberry when we're out. It's like he's addicted to that stupid thing. I know he sometimes has to use it for work, which is understandable, but not all the time. I've asked him if he wouldn't mind leaving his Blackberry at home when we go out. He says, that's not possible. I may get an important call or text message from work, but come on. How much work stuff do you have to respond to immediately when we're out to dinner? Question for your audience. Is this just the world we live in now? Question for other girlfriends, wives, husbands. Are you putting your foot down? If so, what did you say? I need some help. Isn't it reasonable to ask my boyfriend to ditch his Blackberry when we're out together? 1-800-252-1025. Do you have technology rules, either Blackberry or cell phone, that you dictate to your spouse or boyfriend? If you're going to be with me, you're not going to be with that thing. (laughs) And by the way, if you wanted... sounds like you've heard that firsthand. If he wanted to retaliate... Right. That thing is the other girlfriend? (laughs) That thing, you know. That electronic device, not when I'm around... I would hope. Guys are more understanding about that sort of thing. <laughs> oh. yeah. Let's go to the bullpen. Um, what do you think? 1-800-252-1025. I want to hear especially from women who've laid down the law. And I think it's mostly women who do this. I don't think guys ever say to their wife, turn off that appliance. You know, we don't <laughs> care. No, no matter what it is. I hear you. We don't care. Well, yeah. guys are gadgety more also, than women are, right? My, well, my wife will interrupt anything with a phone call at any time, whenever she wants and just drop me like I'm always there and it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Oh, you but if I that? if I so much as glance at an email on the BlackBerry, it's like 
the Wicked Witch ar ar arrives on her broom. Maybe her, for her phone calls are more important than yours. That's what it is. No, hers are always unimportant. It's like, <laughs> oh, my sister's calling. <laughs> what? Listen, you, I know we were in the middle of something really important, but I'm going to sit here and talk to her for an hour loudly so you can listen in. <laughs> you mean no. she'll take a call at any time. Which is yeah, really I think it's different for men and women. We'll find out when we go to the phones. 1-800-252-1025. Marlo wants to know, can I tell my boyfriend? Shut off the BlackBerry. Mike, go ahead. Yeah, hi. Good morning, guys. Hi. Well, the, I just had an argument about a week ago about this actual topic, and it's actually helped my business by turning off the phone and the BlackBerry. You lost an argument a week ago with your <laughs> wife? <laughs> well, my fiancé. Your fiancé. Yeah, she's she, she, she still got leverage. It wasn't a lot. <laughs> Basically what happened was uh, she said, try it out. We kind of compromised on it. And it's actually helped my business. We compromised on me giving in to what she ordered me to do. There you go. You're gonna do. Yeah, you're gonna do yeah, fine in marriage. Right, guys. I got my back moon in the storage. Yeah, I'm glad it worked out. And you know what? I agree with you, Mike, because I've also changed my BlackBerry habits. I now turn it off for all sorts of uh, any business meeting, any lunch meeting, any dinner with my wife. I turn it off. Now I might glance at it once, sure. but I've got the sound off. If it rings, oh, and this is the other thing. Last night we're having dinner at a restaurant, and I had forgotten, and it went, you know, and I reached over and I just turned it off. Now this is my wife who doesn't want me to have it on, right? So what does she say? Good for you, you turned it off. No. Who was it? Who was that? I said I turned it off. I'm not going to pay it. Who was it? She couldn't possibly deal with the curiosity if someone was calling me. She had no idea who it was. That's right. Yeah. So, All right, have a good morning, guys. Thank you. Does anybody have a rule for their woman? I don't think so. Rachel, hello. Hi. Um, my my husband just got promoted, and he just got a BlackBerry. They just gave it to him. And we always had this joke between us, well, you know you've made it when they give you a BlackBerry. So it was really kind of surprising to me that he actually established ground rules for himself on what he was going to do with it. Because he's a gadget guy. He's great with computers and everything else. But it was really surprising that, you know, He's getting emails all the way up, to like, because their job runs 24 hours a day. What does so he, he do? He can get emails at 2 o'clock in the morning. All right, what does and, he do? Well, uh, what he does do is, like, he will acknowledge it when he gets it, <laughs> but right, he man. won't answer Listen, anything until we're what done with whatever it is we're doing. He cleans the peep windows at the left. <laughs> <Yeah. right. laughs> what does he do for a living? Um, he, um... Oh, gosh, it's really hard to describe. Yeah, but he fair. works for the shipyard, and he does a lot of organizing, and, okay. he does, and he runs a lot of jobs. So he's constantly getting emails on status of what's going on with each job. So he made, so he made when I'm in and when I'm out rules himself. Very good. Yes. You're proud of him, aren't you? I am, because, you know, it's very easy to let those things run your life, where now all of a sudden that becomes your life, and, you know, you don't have time to talk to your kids, you don't have time to talk to your wife or anyone else, because you're always busy talking to work. Very good, Rachel. Kate in Issaquah. Hello, Kate. Hey. Well, yeah, I have a husband with a big job, and uh, basically his priorities were job and then mountain biking and then kids and then me down at the bottom, and it wasn't working. So I sent him to therapy, and, um, man, it's worked like a charm. Really? They fixed them for you? You they dropped them off. Him. He left they the mistress. Him. <laughs> you wash them and have them clean and pressed by the afternoon. Asking me out on dates. You buy ten out uh, by four. Wow. wow. Yeah, and and talking to me during the day. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's it's priority thing. Did he have a BlackBerry? Um. Well, he's got. I think there's seven computers in our house, and um, he has three phones. 
cell phone attached to is he running on is he running <laughs> online gambling or something no he does you know he he, he works for a, a major technology company right. and, um, you said he has a big job that's how you started this out yeah yeah big job yeah yeah so so it was a matter of like rearranging priorities and um and realizing that okay if if mom's happy, the house is happy. you said you send him to therapy who who reels in a guy like this? what kind of therapy <laughs> I actually <laughs> let him choose his own therapist, and he was like, "Wow, I can go for free on insurance and just talk to this person about like whatever problems I have." He was excited. <laughs> was the therapy for woman? Her laugh, her laugh is almost maniacal yeah. about getting him into therapy. Nice. I like that though, Kate. It sounds like you sounds like you worked it out very nicely. Totally. All right, you won too. I well, I wouldn't call it a victory. I just call it like we have a great marriage. You know, you know. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Kate. Carrie, go ahead. Hi. Well, when I first heard the uh, the letter read, I was thinking, you know, lose the boyfriend, but. Um, I think this is a bigger picture than that. I think it's that we have this technology in our lives to make things easier, and we've lost touch with uh, with our humanness. So um, I think, uh, I mean, I sell technology. That's what I do for a living. And yet when I'm away from it, uh, my family and contacts just more important. You turn it off. Yeah. You notice yeah. there's no button on a cell phone that says off. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. But they're not meant to be turned off. Off, well, off is an awkward I'm state. In, I'm driving in crazy traffic, and I actually have pulled over to talk to you. So, oh, that's <laughs> very, very responsible. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, so you are. And I, by the way, I'm in favor of the rules uh, within reason. I wish they were, you know, go both ways. But um, you then would, even though you sell technology, tell people establish rules and stick with them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that. Um, I think both men and women, I mean, I find it disturbing. I'm in retail, and I find it disturbing if a client comes in for help and wants my time and expertise, but then when their phone rings four times, they keep answering it. And it's just uh, it's just really rude. By the way, it doesn't even have to be a cell phone for that to be bothersome. Right. When I go into a store or, a, or check into a hotel or something, why should someone sit in their car on their cell phone get ahead of me in line just because they're calling on a technological device when I'm there in person? Doesn't seem right. Thank you very much. Every time, though, don't it? it does work, <laughs> and, I, and I take advantage of that when I'm sitting lazily in my car. Here's Dan. Dan? Hey. Hi. Hi, you're on. Do we still have to cluck like a chicken when it's our first time calling? It's your first time calling cluck like a chicken. Okay. I've never been doing it so long. All right. Go ahead. I own an Internet business, and I manage another business, and I have a cell phone, and you're right, there is no off button. Um, I put mine on silent and come back to it later and find my missed calls and return calls and so forth. But um, definitely, I think that uh, I, th- I think it crosses both, both sexes. I don't think that it's, uh, that it's mainly men that do it. I think it's very much a, uh, uh, I don't think it's gender-specific. Well, maybe just in my house. My wife has never put her phone on silent. When I put <laughs> mine on silent, if she, if she doesn't get through to me because I say, hey, I was busy and I had my phone off, right. she'll be upset that I had my phone Why did you have your phone off? I, I, what if something <laughs> oh, happened? I needed you. Yeah, but, I don't think it's gender specific. I think both I think both sexes abuse it. And I think it's wrong. And um, one, of, one of the things I do is, is I go to the post office about three to five days a week. And it takes me about an hour at the post office because I have an Internet business and I mail all my, all my stuff. And when I'm there, I don't take any calls. I, I will answer it and say, excuse me, can I call you back? 
and I always did it because I'm not about. I've got this person standing right in front of me. I'm going to talk to this person in front of me. I'm not going to talk to the person on the phone. All right, thank you. We had one woman on the phone who was defending the use of the BlackBerry, but her call just dropped off. <laughs> it's the Lord. If she calls back, I'll, uh, but I'll tell you what she was going to say because I thought it was interesting. She thought she said. Well, I'll paraphrase her because I didn't actually hear her. I just put, Mike, what did she say? It looked like she was going to say, look, folks, that BlackBerry is bringing money into your household. Mm -hmm. Stand behind your man. Stand behind his BlackBerry. I want to buy shoes. <laughs> I want to buy shoes. <laughs> and if it's occasionally he's got to do an important thing at work and his job requires it. Small price to pay for the life he's providing. Yeah, if you don't want the lifestyle, okay. if you want to, you know, you're either K-Fed or Britney in this situation. Right. I don't know why that, that 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 doesn't work actually. Well, somebody's doing the it's work. It's gender. Provide. Quit yeah. complaining about the circumstances. Mike. Yeah, she said her husband is tethered to his BlackBerry, and she hates it. But she realizes whenever it rings during those inopportune times, it means dollars. Can you? Can, hey, Eric, see if that's her calling back. Can you put a cash register as a ring? Sure, absolutely. That's <laughs> that awesome. would be awesome. Look at that. Because I've got the ring. <laughs> I've got the ring oh. for my wife, which is... I can't believe it. the cash register and give it to all my business contacts. Awesome. You know, I was standing in the back of a line at a restaurant. I mean, I was like a carry-out place, and there's a huge line. Huge, like 20, 10 people waiting to order. So I, I, uh, there's a phone number the place above the counter. I'm just standing in the back of the line to order, and I called up, called the business. I heard the phone ring over there, watched the girl leave the front of the line, go take my order on the phone from the back of the line. So you didn't have to wait put in my, line. Put my order in the, in the hopper. I jumped 10 people in line by calling from the back of the room. All right, here's Ashley. She was the woman, the only lone defender of the BlackBerry. Hello, Ashley. Hello. Yeah, that thing's money. The gold digger, yeah. Hey, the gold digger. Hey. My husband is in the service industry, um, which nowadays I think service is, is lacking. And basically every time his phone rings, um, he has a client at the other end that is needing something, which means money in his pocket. And he does very well simply because he is always available. And our family, we, we look at each other when the phone rings, and sometimes we smile. You know, <laughs> it you, rings a lot. You know what else? And we didn't hear from any doctor's wives, but when the doctor's pager goes off, it means he's saving a life. Absolutely. So somewhat, uh, we we should temper this with how important is the damn job. Right. You know? How important is it? My wife doesn't think this is worth anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.